down-to-earth but heavenly-minded. Biblical Hermeneutics Is the word begotten in John 3 verse 16 of authorized version a problem that creates confusion when establishing the deity of Christ? Here are some answers I found on this question. Answer 1. Greek text First, there is no difference, as far as the Greek word muomicron nuomicron gamma epsilon nu, monogenes, is concerned, it occurs the same number of times and in the same places in all the main GNTs such as NA28, UBS5, TR, Byzantine text, etc. Therefore, the difference between the ESV and KJV as far as only begotten versus one and only is not the underlying Greek text. Mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu, monogenes. Monogenes is a word of the Greek New Testament that occurs nine times, whose meaning is contentious because of the Arian versus Trinitarian controversy. The contention is best illustrated by its translation in the earliest version, Jerome's Vulgate of 400 AD. Three times it applies to a parent's only child, Luke 7 12, 8 42, 9 38 and is translated, Eunicus, unique. Once it is used to describe Isaac, Heb 11.17, and is translated, Unigenitus, only begotten. Five times it is used to describe Jesus, John 1 verses 14 and 18, 3 16, 18, 1 John 4 verse 9, and is translated, Unigenitus, only begotten. Thus, the Vulgate, both Jerome and Clementine texts, adopted an uneven practice when rendering monogenes which was followed by Tyndall, the KJV, NKJV and many more until the late 20th century. Many modern versions since the late 20th century including NIV, NRSV, ESV, etc., uniformly translate this word as, only, unique, or equivalent. The point at issue here is the cognate root of the second part of the word, is it related to geneo, beget, bear, or to genos, class, kind? Modern linguistic analysis is firmly of the view that the latter is correct. Indeed, if the New Testament writers had intended only begotten, then they would have used the word monogenitos, but they did not. This conclusion is further shown in other instances of monogenes in the LXX such as PS 2121, LXX, Slash 2220 NASB, PS 2400 hours 16, LXX, slash 25 colon 16 NASB, where the meaning, in those cases, cannot be only begotten. The correct meaning is thus, only one of its kind within a kind or class or relationship, BDAG. Further, the correct meaning of monogenes is clear from its use in Heb 1117. Isaac was neither Abraham's first nor only child, however, Isaac was, by virtue of his miraculous conception and birth, and being a progenitor of Christ, unique among Abraham's numerous children. Theological Significance Some creeds say that Jesus was not made but begotten. I have never understood this idea because the same word, begotten is used of humans as well. In Heb 1.5 Jesus is described as begotten but this word is different word from the second part of monogenes which is literally only kind, not only born. 
whether this is significant or not depends on how it is interpreted. If Jesus' begetting is regarded as his beginning, then that is a problem for what is supposed to be eternal God. If it does not mean begotten then words have lost their meaning and so many understand Heb 1,5 as referring only to Jesus' human existence. However, the problem evaporates if the correct translation of monogenes is unique or one and only is used as per most modern versions. Finally, in places such as Luke 7:12, Heb 11:17, and Judges 11 verse 34, LXX, which use monogenes in relation to an heir-slash-son-slash-daughter, BDAG simply, and correctly, says that the meaning is, pertaining to being the only one of its kind within a specific relationship, one and only, only. Begotten, updated to try and accommodate the greatly expanded question scope. As stated above, according to BDAG, Barclay, Freeberg and many others, the operative word above, monogenes, does not mean, only born, but, only type. But let me say a little something about, born, or, begotten, as per Old English usage. The basic verb is gamma epsilon nu nu omega, geneo, which is simply to become the parent of. However, the NT uses the perfect indicative middle or passive, third-person singular form, begotten, in a somewhat technical way to indicate that someone that is begotten is like the one who begets. Here is a sample. 1 John 5 verse 1, And every one that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. This is discussing humans and their reflection of the character of God. 1 John 5 verse 18, But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. This is again discussing humans born of God. Phil 10, I beseech thee for my son one Zymus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. Timothy is spoken of as Paul's begotten son. 1 John 3 verse 9, Whosoever is begotten of God doeth no sin, because his seed abideth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is begotten of God. Again, discussing humans begotten of God. 1 Cor 4:15 For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Here, Paul has begotten many Christians. 1 Peter 1:3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection. God has begotten many Christians because they are like him. Heb 1,5, For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? This meaning is just the same, Jesus came to reveal God as per John 1 verse 18. It is in this sense, at least, that Jesus is begotten of God the same as Christians are. In all the above, begotten does not mean the actual physical birth, it can mean that as per Matt 1 but only when the verb is used in the indicative active sense, but when used in perfect indicative middle or passive, third-person singular form it means to be like the one who begets, to be a spiritual child of, e.g., Paul, e.g. Philemon. I presume that it is in this sense that the creeds, but not the Bible, declare Jesus eternally begotten of the Father. Understood this way, 
begotten, does not interfere with the eternal nature of Jesus. However, this meaning, as shown above, does not affect the usage of monogenes, meaning, only type. Answer 2. Letting the Word Teach Us. Upsilon Nu Huyen, Son. Monogene uses the prefix mono. Mono, as stated from the dictionary, a combining form meaning, alone, single, one, monogamy, specialized in some scientific terms to denote a monomolecular thickness, monolayer, and adapted in chemistry to apply to compounds containing one atom of a particular element, monohydrate. From here the translators substitute the word only. Gene slash genos the NASB has translated as, birth, two, countryman, two, descendant, one, descent, one, family, two, kind, three, kinds, three, nation, one, native, one, race, three. Notice the commentary says the word origin came from from genomai. Starting Matthew 1 verse 1 Biblis Genesios translated as genealogy. Notice the commentary says the word origin came from from genomai. Genomai, helps word studies 1096 genomai, properly, to emerge, become, transitioning from one point, realm, condition, to another. 1096, genomai, fundamentally means, become, becoming, became, so it is not an exact equivalent to the ordinary equative verb, to be, is, was, will be, as with 1510-IMI, 1511-INI, 2258-IN. Here is why the translators use the word, begotten. However notice that the word origin comes from the prim. Root gen. Gen combining form, Greek genos birth, race, kind, more at kin. Gene in noun form defines, the basic physical unit of heredity, a linear sequence of nucleotides along a segment of DNA that provides the coded instructions for synthesis of RNA, which, when translated into protein, leads to the expression of hereditary character. Begotten as it is clearly visible the concept of begotten was formed from the concept within the word genomai carrying the form of become, however only kin slash only kind, as it is used as an adjective, holds closer in translation. However it is true that he was begotten, everything that God made was begotten that is simply another way of saying we got it from God. John 1 verse 1 NKJV 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The words of God as we can see from the above reference the writer is establishing two categories. John 1 verse 14 NKJV 14 And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Again we can see how the translators translate monogenous, different because of how Greek uses words. Even the Quran supports this. Verily, His command, when He intends a thing, is only that He says to it, Be. And it is. Surah Yasin 82
keeping inside of the supported categories. The Quran is saying that God uses Jesus to make things. He, God, says to it, Jesus. Hence the usage of the term Father John 6 verse 57 NKJV. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. John 12 verses 49-50 NKJV The Categories God, Father God's Word, Son Deity Matthew 28 verse 18 NKJV 18 And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. This is saying God's Word has been given all the authority in heaven and earth. The Deity is God and He establishes His authority through the Word. The Word states clearly, I have not spoken on my own authority. The Deity controls the authority. If the Word speaks and needs given authority, the Word itself is not the Deity, but given the power of Deity through the Deity. Ask yourself how does one do God's will accept through the followings of God's Word? Conclusion Whether begotten is included in the translation or not makes no difference. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, God became flesh, but His Word becomes flesh, in fact His Word made all flesh, and even all things, through the authority given. Commentary It odd to think of words becoming flesh, but that is something God can do. You, me, and all people are flesh and God made us through His words. It does make me curious as to why God would form flesh and speak directly through this flesh, and expect us to not think the body of flesh speaking His words was actually Him, but the body of flesh consistently and continually pointed at the Father. And even so far as to say, John 6 verse 46 NKJV 46 Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. Obviously seeing the flesh of the Word declaring no one has seen the Father except he who is from God? Secondary Conclusion So the Word of flesh did not even look like the Father. Weird huh? Answer 3 I agree with that Bible teacher who teaches that, begotten, is a problem in establishing the true deity of Christ. He is simply using open-minded critical thinking against the tradition. The Bible never teaches that Jesus, the Divine Word was ever, begotten, or birthed by God the Father. His divine nature cannot be changed or begotten. Only His human incarnation was begotten by a human mother. Acts 13 verse 33, Today. I have begotten, Greek Geneo, who, quote of Psalm 2 verse 7 is applied only in the sense of his resurrection, quite figuratively. Even, the general sense of the prophecy of sonship means the incarnation, and not a real begetting of a small or divided divine entity from the Father's womb or ass, as the Romans believed. 
Mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu eta is a Greek adjective conjugated from mu omicron nu omicron, mono, and gamma epsilon nu eta, genes. There is no argument regarding the derivation of the first part of the word, it is from the Greek word mu omicron nu omicron nu, monon, an adverb meaning only, as in monotheism, only one god. The difference of opinion only arises in regard to the second part of the word, gamma epsilon nu eta. The traditional view is that gamma epsilon nu eta is to be derived from the Greek verb gamma epsilon nu nu alpha omega, to beget, give birth to, to bring forth, produce, generate, so that mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu eta means, only begotten. But the more recent and advanced view is that gamma epsilon nu eta is derived from gamma epsilon nu omicron, meaning class, sort, kind, so that mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu eta must mean one of a kind or unique. In support of this latter view, some point out that gamma epsilon nu omicron has only a single nu n. According to one authority on New Testament Greek, monogenos is literally one of a kind, only, unique, unicus, not only begotten, which would be monogenitos, unigenitus. J. Moulton, G. Milligan, Vocabulary of the Greek Testament. Pages 416-417 This concept of begotten God must have started even in the first-century pagan or Gentile churches of heresies. However, we can find the oldest evidence from Justin Martyr of the second century. It seems the mainstream or ruling sect of Christians could never accept the eternal divine co-equal nature of Christ, thus they had to turn him into a begotten, formed, temporal creation, like their pagan mythological gods. This is quite the same as the Arian belief that Christ was made. It doesn't make much difference with begotten, since begetting too is a form of bringing forth into existence, though not with the help of raw material as the organisms being created from dust. The only difference between Arius and the ruling party of the Romans was that Arius argued that the sun was created ex nihilo. Out of nothing, whereas the ruling church argued he was created from the substance of the Father, i.e. begotten like a creature is begotten with the same substance of the species. Created, brought forth nonetheless. This pagan theology goes against the Jewish monotheism or the biblical trinity, where God is unchanging and indivisible. Dialogue of Justin, philosopher and martyr, with Trypho, Justin Martyr, I shall give you another testimony, my friends, said I, from the scriptures, that God begot before all creatures a beginning, 2167, who was, a certain rational power, proceeding, from himself, who is called by the Holy Spirit, now the glory of the Lord, now the Son, again wisdom, again an angel, then God, and then Lord and Logos, and on another occasion he calls himself Captain, when he appeared in human form to Joshua. The son of Nave, none. For he can be called by all those names, since he ministers to the Father's will, and since he was begotten of the Father by an act of will, 2168, just as we see, 2169, happening among ourselves, for when we give out some word, we beget the word, yet not by abscission, so as to lessen the word, 2170, which remains, in us when we give it out, and just as we see also happening in the case of a fire, which is not lessened when it has kindled, another, 
but remains the same, and that which has been kindled by it likewise appears to exist by itself, not diminishing that from which it was kindled. The Word of Wisdom, who is himself this God begotten of the Father of all things, and Word, and Wisdom, and Power, and the glory of the Begetter, will bear evidence to me, when he speaks by Solomon the following, If I shall declare to you what happens daily, I shall call to mind events from everlasting, and review them. The Lord made me the beginning of his ways for his works. From everlasting he established me in the beginning, before he had made the earth, and before he had made the deeps, before the springs of the waters had issued forth, before the mountains had been established. Before all the hills he begets me. God made the country, and the desert, and the highest inhabited places under the sky. Not all church fathers believed in the begotten doctrine. Ignatius wrote in A.D. 110 that Jesus was genitos chi a genitos meaning, begotten and not begotten. Revised Bauerarnd Gingrich Greek Lexicon page 156, Ignatius meant that in reference to the Incarnation Jesus was, born of a woman, Galatians 4 verse 4, or, begotten, but in reference to his eternal status he was, not begotten. It is clear that Ignatius believed according to the Gospels that Christ was begotten only in his flesh, in the Incarnation, he was not begotten in his deity. According to those Romans Christians who prevailed, Christ was a begotten God, created or made into existence, before the creation of the world, like a fire is kindled. It seems they could never accept the eternal self-existence of Christ or the co-equality in the Trinity, and the divine indivisibility or aseity, hence the Arian and subordination beliefs persist even to this day among all the Christian sects. Pagan influential leaders were converting to the Church and were made bishops and architectures of the official creeds of the Church, like Augustine and Hilary of Poitiers in the 4th century. Hilary of Poitiers, ca. 315-367 CE, in his De Trinitate, also uses the term unigenitus for Christ. The scripture reference of monogenes was changed by Jerome officially into begotten, in his New Vulgate translation. The Vetus Latina, the Old Vulgate translation contained Unicus, only, not Unigenitus, that Jerome used in 4th century. KJV alternate rendering of the Greek monogenes, John 1 verse 14, John 1 colon 14, 1 colon 18, John 3 verse 16, John 3 colon 16, 3 colon 18, Hebrews 11 verse 17, 1 John 4 verse 9. Elsewhere the KJV rendered the term only, Luke 7 verse 12, Luke 8 verse 42, Luke 9 verse 38. The phrase, only begotten, derives directly from Jerome, 340-420 AD, who replaced Unicus, only, the reading of the Old Latin, with Unigenitus, only begotten, as he translated the Latin Vulgate. Jerome's concern was to refute the Arian doctrine that claimed the Son was not begotten but made. This led Jerome to impose the terminology of the Nicene Creed, 325 AD, onto the New Testament. Holman Bible Dictionary, 1991 When we have to do with living beings, men or animals, the meaning born, begotten is, of course, congruous, but there is no emphasis whatever attached to this side. 
When Christ is designated Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Upsilon, the emphasis is laid not on the fact that he as son was born or begotten, in contrast to being created or made, but that he is the only son, that as son of God he has no equal. The Latin translators were quite right when originally they rendered the expression Upsilon Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu simply by Filius Unicus, not by Filius Unigenitus. It was the dogmatic disputes as to the inner essential relations between Christ and God, especially those raised by Arius, which first gave occasion for emphasizing the point that Christ as the Son of God was a begotten Son, i.e. that He did not form part of the creation. After that it became a general custom to render Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu by Unigenitus, only begotten. In the original form of the so-called apostolic symbol, the Old Roman symbol, we read, Kappa Alpha Epsilon Cairo Iota Sigma Tau Nu Eta Sigma Omicron Nu Tau Nu Upsilon Nu Alpha Tau Omicron Tau Nu Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Tau Nu Kappa Rho Iota Omicron Nu Mu Nu, and in the Latin text, which in all probability belongs to the same date, i.e. in any case sometime in the second center et in Christum Jesum Filium Ius Unicum Dominum Nostrum. Ferdinand Catenbush, Hastings, James Entry 4, Only Begotten. Hastings Dictionary of the New Testament. If there was a survey of the early authorized church after the second century, I can say most of them believed monogenes as only begotten according to the begotten doctrine, just various Christians do today, influenced by the same old tradition. This should answer your question as to what should a Christian apologist or student do when facing such confusing objectionable tradition. Do the same thing which Jesus and his disciples did, don't compromise with the truth. The real Christian scholars reject the traditional definition of a monogenes, and teach that it means, only slash one and only, in the sense of, very precious, as the modern translations do in ceasing to use, begotten, for that word edited and resubmitted. No, the AV 1611 translation of John 3 verse 16 as, only begotten Son, is correct. However, the question appears to assume a literalist perspective which should not constrain the scriptures. The word of YHVH encompasses figures, types, similes, metaphors, poetry, and at times huge hyperbole. This does not imply that John 3 verse 16 is using hyperbole, but that there is more going on with only begotten than the mind of man at first pictures. We see the word begotten and automatically think of the virgin birth in relation to Christ. As has been pointed out in the other answers here, the translation is of Strong's GR 3439, Mu Omicron Nu Gamma Epsilon Nu, transliterated as monogenes. The definition supplied at Bible Hub from Strong's exhaustive concordance is from root of G3441 monos, meaning, alone, solitary, desolate, and from G1085 genos, meaning offspring, or stock, which is also from G1096 genomai, defined as, be, come to pass, be made, be done, come, become, arise, have, be fulfilled, be married to, be preferred. 1, 2, 3, 4. There is much to choose from in the root words of monogenes. 
context must determine which meaning should be given in the translation. We have some help in that the Hebrew writer also used this word in speaking of Isaac at Hebrews 11 verse 17. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, KJV. But the thought does not end in verses 17, and goes on to qualify and specify Isaac in verses 18. 18 Of whom it was said, That in Isaac shall thy seed be called, KJV. We know that Isaac was not literally Abraham's only son. Ishmael was also Abraham's son, but Ishmael was not the son of the promise. Only Isaac was the son promised by God through whom Christ, the seed would come. Isaac was therefore distinguished from Ishmael by the promise, the relationship to the Father's will. So the Holy Spirit's use of monogenes, as only begotten, in Hebrews 11 verse 17 denoted a special relationship, the covenant relationship of the promise. So it is appropriate to understand this same relationship status in John 3 verse 16, which was not being used to limit Christ's relationship to the Father as a son of the flesh, but a chosen and promised seed. The attempt of a modern English translations such as the ESV, ERV, and NIV to simplify meanings for easy-to-read texts is stripping the full meaning and context of the original Hebrew and Greek scriptures. The text does not mean only son, nor one and only son, as that clearly contradicts the scriptures for the other sons of God, John 1 verse 12, Romans 8 verse 14, Phil 2 15, 1 John 3, 1-2 which we can also become. But, the attempt by academics to strip the meaning down to the strict definition of the root words is also stripping the full meaning of their use in the context of the scriptures. The scriptures must be understood as a whole, and a full definition cannot be based upon just one verse. Then Christ's relationship to the Father as the only begotten Son must also be bounced against all of the other scriptures concerning the promised Messiah, the promised Son. There is not sufficient space here to fully develop all of these, so some are just quickly referenced from the KJV. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. Revelation 1 verse 8 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the Word was God, John 1 verse 1. 2 The same was in the beginning with God. 3 All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John 1 verses 2-3 Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, 7 But made Himself of no reputation, and took upon Him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, 8 And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Phil, 2 6-8 Christ, the Word, the Messenger, the Angel of the Lord was with God from the beginning. He existed with God. The change from the pre-existing Word to the form of a man was a change in status. It was not a creation event. 
being born physically into the world was a temporary step down from his heavenly position with God in order to accomplish a task which God delegated to his son the sake slash salvation of all mankind, John 18 verse 37. The question of the begotten state then is when was he begotten? When did the status change again from that of a man to the begotten son relationship of the promise? 33 God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Acts. 13:33 KJV from Psalms 2 verse 7. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, for being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. 5 For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee? And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son? Hebrews 1 verses 3-5, KJV This day. A particular time in which Christ became, was brought forth, raised to a higher position. 14 In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, 15 Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. 18 And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Call 1, 14-15, 18 Since Christ pre-existed the creation, and he was with God in the beginning, then the context in Colossians is the first born from the dead, the first resurrected. Christ Yeshua was begotten when our Father in heaven raised him from the dead. But, he was also begotten when he was crowned King of Kings, and he was again begotten when he was ordained as our High Priest. Excerpt from Hugo McCord's Post, Only Begotten 1. Begotten on His Resurrection Day in heaven, a thousand years before Jesus died on the cross, he was already rejoicing that he would not stay dead, saying, I will celebrate the decree of Yahweh. He said to me, You are my son. Today, I have begotten you, Psalm 2 verse 7. The Apostle Paul explains why Jesus was so happy, writing, God raised him from the dead, as it is written in the second Psalm, You are my son. I have begotten you today, Acts 13 verses 30-33. So we learn that the, today, of his resurrection, April 9, A.D. 30, was figuratively portrayed as his being, begotten. As the word, begotten, points to the beginning of new life, so the resurrection of Jesus pointed to the beginning of Jesus' new life as a king and as a priest. 2. Begotten on his coronation day. In God's wisdom, the today prediction of Psalm 2 verse 7, of Jesus being begotten, not only referred to Jesus' resurrection day, April 9, A.D. 30, but also to his coronation day as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, on Pentecost Day, May 28, A.D. 30, Revelation 17 verse 14, 1916. On that day, after he had made a cleansing of sins, he sat at the right hand of the Majesty in heaven, and listened as the Father said to him, You are my Son. I have begotten you today, Hebrews 1 verses 3 and 5. In the coronation ceremony in heaven, 
the Father even called Jesus, God, saying, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows, Hebrews 1 verses 8-9. As the word, begotten, points to the beginning of new life, so the Father used the word, begotten, figuratively when He crowned Jesus at the beginning of His kingdom, which Jesus also called, My Church, Matthew 16 verse 18, Colossians 1 verse 13. Not only did the Father use the word, begotten, non-literally when He said to Jesus, I have begotten you today, Hebrews 1 verse 5, but He also used the word, oil, non-literally, therefore God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows, Hebrews 1 verse 5. Literally, Samuel took the horn of oil, and anointed David as king, 1 Samuel 16 verse 13, but certainly, the oil, God used in heaven in anointing Jesus was not literal olive oil. Begotten on His Ordination Day Similarly, in God's wisdom, the today prediction of Psalm 2 verse 7, of Jesus being begotten, not only referred to His Resurrection Day, April 9, A.D. 30, and to His Coronation Day, May 28, A.D. 30 but also to his ordination day as high priest, May 28, A.D. 30. Source, here. The problem is in recognizing that the pre-existent nature cannot have a beginning point. But, the actions that completed and fulfilled the plan of salvation, the resurrection, coronation, and ordination, did have beginning points. And, at the time Christ was resurrected, approximate. A.D. 30-31, and later when John wrote his Gospel, none of the other sons of God who were waiting in Hades for Christ's return had yet been resurrected. This happened at Christ's return to judge Jerusalem, and destroy that temple in A.D. 70. See, the burning of Jerusalem, and the Hadean death, at my blog shredding the veil. That Christ should suffer, and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead. Acts 26 verse 23, KJV but every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 23, KJV The other sons of God were also begotten at their resurrection to eternal life in heaven. See the post at my sight, the resurrection in three parts, here. So, Christ's deity is maintained in his status and position being the pre-existing word, the Son sent to be our Saviour, our everlasting King, and our everlasting High Priest. The translation in the AV 1611 as, Only Begotten Son, is correct when understood in context with all of the Scriptures as the promised seed, the promised Messiah of the covenant relationship. Notes 1. Strong's G3449 Monogenes Bible Hub 2. Strong's G3441 Monos, Bible Hub. 3. Strong's G1085 Genos, Bible Hub. 4. Strong's C1096 Genomai, Bible Hub. Summary Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu is only begotten but not in the sense of normal procreation. 
This is obvious from the text. The mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu is begotten gamma nu omicron mu alpha iota, not begotten gamma epsilon nu nu omega 1. It is also obvious from the context. John, who alone calls Jesus mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu, states one must be gamma epsilon nu nu omega again to become, gamma nu omicron mu alpha iota a child of God. Thus a critical difference between the mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu who is the son of God and another mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu, is that the son is from the beginning of God where all others begotten gamma epsilon nu nu omega or only begotten mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu, must be begotten gamma epsilon nu nu omega again to be, gamma nu omicron mu alpha iota of God. The essence of mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu in John is on future ancestors, the Son of God, the one who is and by whom all will become children of God, not a mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu like Isaac, unique because past ancestry. The Greek text ignoring those translations which have purposely chosen an approach such as an amplified or paraphrased reading, here are reasons translations of the New Testament have different readings. Assumption of which text best represents the original. Translate a word differently into English. Translation philosophy, i.e. word for word or thought for thought. As there are no original copies, translators must first choose a text from which to work. The three main choices are textus receptus, TR, used by the King James family, the majority-slash-Byzantine text, MT, used primarily by the Orthodox Church, and Novum Testamentum Greece, GNT, used in most modern translations. Generally there are only minor variations and that is case at John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. AKJV, Omicron Tau Omega Gamma Rho Gamma Pi Eta Sigma Epsilon Nu Theta Epsilon Tau Nu Kappa Sigma Mu Omicron Nu Sigma Tau Epsilon Tau Nu Upsilon Nu Alpha Tau Omicron Tau Nu Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Delta Omega Kappa Epsilon Nu Nu Alpha Pi Pi Iota Sigma Tau Epsilon Omega Nu Epsilon Alpha Tau Nu Mu Pi Lambda Eta Tau Alpha Iota Lambda Lambda Chi Zeta Omega Nu Alpha Nu Iota Omicron Nu TR for God so loved the world that he gave his only born Son, in order that everyone believing in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. DL Omicron Tau Omega Gamma Rho Gamma Pi Eta Sigma Epsilon Nu Theta Epsilon Tau Nu Kappa Sigma Mu Omicron Nu Sigma Tau Epsilon Tau Nu Upsilon Nu Tau Nu Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Delta Omega Kappa Epsilon Nu Nu Alpha Pi Pi Iota Sigma Tau Epsilon Omega Nu Epsilon Alpha Tau Nu Mu Pi Lambda Eta Tau Alpha Iota Lambda Lambda Chi Zeta Omega Nu Alpha Nu Iota Omicron Nu GNT For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. MEV Omicron Upsilon Tau Omega Gamma Alpha Rho Eta Gamma Alpha Pi Eta Sigma Epsilon Nu Omicron Theta Epsilon Omicron Tau Omicron Nu Kappa Omicron Sigma Mu Omicron Nu Omega Sigma Tau Epsilon Tau Omicron Nu Upsilon Iota Omicron Nu Alpha Upsilon Tau Omicron Upsilon Tau Omicron Nu Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Eta Epsilon Delta Omega Kappa Epsilon Nu Iota Nu Alpha Pi Alpha
Omicron pi iota sigma tau epsilon upsilon omega nu epsilon iota alpha upsilon tau omicron nu mu eta alpha pi omicron lambda eta tau alpha iota alpha lambda lambda epsilon chi eta zeta omega eta nu alpha iota omega nu iota omicron nu, mt. The only difference is the omission of alpha tau omicron, his, in the GNT, which as the DLN shows, is implied and so is added. Essentially there is no conflict in the Greek texts. Additionally, it is significant that Jehovah Witnesses, who reject the divinity of Jesus, have the same understanding of the verse. For God loved the world so much that He gave His only begotten Son, in order that everyone exercising faith in Him might not be destroyed but have everlasting life. NWT Therefore, if there is a question on the divinity of Jesus arising from John 3 verse 16, it stems from how mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu is translated. Only begotten, only begotten, is how the AKJV and others translate mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu, which is from mu nu omicron, only, and gamma nu omicron mu alpha iota, begotten. It is used in context with Jesus five times, all by John for in the Gospel and once in the first letter. The issue is deciding how Gamma Nu Omicron Mu Alpha Iota should be translated. According to Thayer's, it is a verb meaning to become, most often translated as, B, KJV. Before first using Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu, John shows the distinction between the two verbs, begotten Gamma Nu Omicron Mu Alpha Iota and begotten Gamma Epsilon Nu Nu Omega. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 1 13 AKJV Sigma Omicron Iota Delta Lambda Alpha Beta Omicron Nu Alpha Tau Nu Delta Omega Kappa Epsilon Nu Alpha Tau Omicron Xi Omicron Upsilon Sigma Alpha Nu Tau Kappa Nu Alpha Theta Epsilon Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Sigma Theta Alpha Iota Tau Omicron Pi Iota Sigma Tau Epsilon Omicron Upsilon Sigma Iota Nu Epsilon Tau Nu Omicron Mu Alpha Alpha Tau Omicron 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 Kappa Xi Alpha Mu Tau Omega Nu Omicron Delta Kappa Theta Epsilon Lambda Mu Alpha Tau Omicron Sigma Alpha Rho Kappa Omicron Delta Kappa Theta Epsilon Lambda Mu Alpha Tau Omicron Nu Delta Rho Lambda Lambda Kappa Theta Epsilon Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Nu Theta Eta Sigma Alpha Nu. The only Gamma Nu Omicron Mu Alpha Iota is not only Gamma Epsilon Nu Nu Omega. Rather, humans who were already born, Gamma Epsilon Nu Nu Omega, either of bloods, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man may become, Gamma Nu Omicron Mu Alpha Iota, children of God. John 3 verses 3-8 describes this as being born again, or born from above. See this related question why is it that in John 3 verse 3 the ESV translates, be born from above, to, is born again? In the NT Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu is also used to describe Isaac, a widow's dead son, a dying twelve-year-old girl, and a demon-possessed boy. Yet, regardless if a person is simply begotten or called an only begotten, all have the same requirement to become children of God. On the other hand, the word who became flesh is the mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu of the Father. 
John describes the family of God as made up of people who were begottens, or only begottens, but have been begotten again and one who is different from all others. The unique one is called Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu. In other words, in the family of God only the Son of God is the Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu. It may not be correct linguistically, but as it pertains to Jesus, John's use means the only begotten is the only begetter of children of God. To eliminate confusion, I believe the best approach is to leave the word untranslated when used to describe Jesus. This would preserve the unique nature, transliterating as monogenes in the Gospel and letter. In fact, this may be what Jesus is saying in his final use of mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John 3 verse 18 AKJV He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name, of the monogenes, Son of God. Name, Nu Omicron Mu Alpha, can be used for everything which the name covers, everything the thought or feeling of which is roused in the mind by mentioning, hearing, remembering, the name, i.e. for one's rank, authority, interests, pleasure, command, excellences, deeds, etc. 2. For Jesus, monogenes is his position and is synonymous with, Son of God. Unlike contexts where mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu is used to describe a human being and should be translated, monogenes, defines Jesus. Therefore, mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu should be treated just as is chi rho iota sigma tau and mu epsilon sigma sigma alpha. The monogenes the meaning of gamma nu omicron mu alpha iota must also consider John's initial uses of gamma nu omicron mu alpha iota. All things were made, Gamma Nu Epsilon Tau Omicron, through him, and without him was not anything made, Gamma Nu Epsilon Tau Omicron, that was made, Gamma Gamma Omicron Nu Epsilon Nu. John 1 verse 3 Only begotten, is misleading because the monogenes, who became flesh, made all things, including those who become children of God. John's use of the verb, to be, and the aspect of, being, evokes God's revelation of himself to Moses. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name, what shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. A. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Exodus 3 verses 13-14 A. Or I am what I am, or I will be what I will be. The reason either I am what I am, or I will be what I will be are equally correct is Hebrew does not have a word for the present tense of the verb, to be. In other words, there is no Hebrew word for, am, or, is, or, are, 3 Greek, however, does not have this limitation. Kappa Alpha Epsilon Pi Epsilon Nu Theta Epsilon Pi Rho Mu Omega Epsilon Sigma Nu Gamma Epsilon Mu Iota Nu Kappa Alpha Epsilon Pi Epsilon Nu Omicron Tau Omega Rho Epsilon Tau Omicron Epsilon Omicron Iota Sigma Rho Alpha Eta Lambda Nu Pi Sigma Tau Alpha Lambda Kappa Nu Mu Epsilon Pi Rho Mu Exodus 3 verse 14 
And God said to Moises, I am the one who is. And he said, Thus shall you say to the sons of Israel, The one who is has sent me to you. Nets. The Hebrew am or will be was rendered as is. In his essay, Robert G. Hall notes how John 1 verse 18 may be read in light of how the LXX renders God's self-identification to Moses, 4. Theta Epsilon Nu Omicron Delta Epsilon Rho Alpha Kappa Epsilon Nu Pi Pi Omicron Tau Epsilon Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Theta Epsilon Nu Epsilon Tau Nu Kappa Lambda Pi Omicron Nu Tau Omicron Pi Alpha Tau Rho Kappa Epsilon Nu Omicron Zeta Gamma Sigma Alpha Tau Omicron, John 1 verse 18. The phrase, Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Theta Epsilon Nu which taken literally as, the, only begotten God the, one, being. May also be read with the divine name, the, only begotten God, the one who is. Transliterating mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu and using Gates' alternate reading yields this translation, 5. No one has ever seen God, the, monogenes God, the one who is, has himself led out into the bosom of the Father, Theta Epsilon Nu Omicron Delta Epsilon Rho Alpha Kappa Epsilon Nu Pi Pi Omicron Tau Epsilon Mu Omicron Nu Omicron Gamma Epsilon Nu Theta Epsilon Nu Epsilon Tau Nu Kappa Lambda Pi Omicron Nu Tau Omicron Pi Alpha Tau Rho Kappa Epsilon Nu Omicron Zeta Gamma Sigma Alpha Tau Omicron GNT The TR text which the AKJV uses has a variant reading of Upsilon, Sun, in place of Theta Epsilon, God. However, when mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu is transliterated as monogenes, this variant has no impact on the meaning. No one has ever seen God, the monogene Son, the one who is, has himself led out into the bosom of the Father, theta epsilon nu omicron delta epsilon rho alpha kappa epsilon nu pi pi omicron tau epsilon mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu upsilon nu epsilon tau nu kappa lambda pi omicron nu tau omicron pi alpha tau rho kappa epsilon nu omicron zeta gamma sigma alpha tau omicron tr both state the monogenes is nu the one who is and affirm his divinity Conclusion English translations of mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu which use, begotten, evoke an image of human birth and procreation. This image, reinforced by phrases such as, son of God, can lead to a distortion of the meaning of the original language. However, these images are not consistent with the Greek, regardless of which text is used as the best representation of the original. Unfortunately, any decision to translate mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu will fall short of capturing the essence as it pertains to Jesus. In this regard, the AKJV is neither better or worse than any other translation and one's choice of which English translation is best should be based on other considerations. To avoid creating a misleading image, mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu can be treated like chi rho iota sigma tau and transliterated, monogenes. This will help avoid the potential of misunderstanding the Greek and preserves the uniqueness as it pertains to Jesus. This treatment will not found be found in any translation. Therefore, the reader must be aware of those places where mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu is used as a title or position and mark up or otherwise note the best treatment is the transliteration, monogenes. Notes 
1. The English begotten throughout the OT to describe human ancestry is gamma epsilon nu nu omega in the LXX. It is not gamma nu omicron mu alpha iota, the component of mu omicron nu omicron gamma epsilon nu. 2. Thayer's Greek Lexicon 3. Dennis Prager, Exodus, God, Slavery, and Freedom, Regnery Faith, 2018, page 444. Robert G. Hall, The Reader as Apocalyptist in the Gospel of John, John's Gospel and Intimations of Apocalyptic, edited by Catron H. Williams and Christopher Rowland, Bloomsbury, 2013, page 2685. Ibid.